the very first edition of the Super Hits Podcast, and we're talking about Prince's 1999. Let's go. First episode, Super Hits Podcast. How y'all doing? I am one of your Super Hits pals. You may have heard some of our other junk podcasts before. I don't know, but if this is a new one for you, I'm Alan. And on all the social medias, you can find me at Slip with Five Eyes or Sleep. What's up, folks? My, I am a co-host as well. My name is Jamie. Uh, also, you can find me everywhere at Megamix.com or on my website, Megamix.com.com. <laughs> Best name ever. <laughs> Megamix, the word dot com, yes. then the dot com. <laughs> yes, exactly. I should have gone with Megamix.pizza, but I didn't. So. Hey. So uh, we're going to be covering a different single on every episode of this podcast, but this is episode one, so probably a quick intro is in order. We've done podcasting together for, what, seven years? Going into 2022 now? 2015 we started. We we started podcasting. So we did uh, a podcast where we did about 160 episodes, and technically it still exists, even though we haven't recorded in a year. Mezzanine Sleepover, which is just a bunch of kind of movie reviews, music lists, wrestling. Yeah, mostly Uh, wrestling. Yeah, mostly wrestling. So that still exists if you want to go check it out. Then we did 37 or 38 episodes of a podcast called Albums Are Dead, which is a similar concept to this one, except we did a whole album a week. It was way too much work. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was fun. I like doing it, but... Yes. Yeah. Uh, And so that one's been on hiatus for a few years, but again, it's still floating out there in space. So we were just kind of like, well, what might be simpler? And then we figured instead of doing a whole album a week, why don't we stick to a single per episode? How did you find uh, the prep for this? Uh, About the same as albums. (laughs) Yeah, I did too. I found it to be maybe not as... It only... I did about an hour. Which wasn't bad. Yeah, I, I felt I felt it wasn't too bad, but I found the albums one probably took me a little longer. So I'm I'm excited for this. So the idea here again is that we're going to review a different single every episode. Uh, one of the rules that I'm I'm hoping we'll stick by, but we'll see. Is you know I've got a an extensive collection of 45s, as you saw the list when I sent it earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's about 2,800 on the list so far. And uh, they span pretty much anywhere from the 50s to the 90s. But obviously, like, the bulk is in yours in my wheelhouse growing up, which would be, you know, 1980s through to, like, mid-90s. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But we might dip into a little 70s. It depends. We're going to pick a different single every time. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, and maybe maybe there'll be a a CD single or two. Hey! (laughs) Who knows? Yep, we'll see what happens. So, uh, anyways, this week, uh, we are starting off with, if you listen to Albums Are Dead, we tried to tie pretty much every album somehow, uh, a fact, back to Prince. Yes. And so, what better artist to start off our journey through singles than Prince? And this week, uh, I'm taking the lead, and we're going to talk about 1999. Yes. A single that I've... Kind of, you know, I actually in the 80s didn't uh, didn't listen to Prince very much and then got into my 80s music stuff in the, you know, pretty much when we started university in the mid 90s. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and 1999 very quickly became like one of my favorites. So, yeah, uh, for me, I mean, 1999 came out when I was five. So um, the album and the single, maybe I was six. 
Uh, no, I was five, or I was almost five, four or five. So it was not my wheelhouse when it came out. But yes, over the years, um, has uh, this this album and the artist himself have uh, have become a staple in my library and also in our podcast. So yes, play paying homage to one of the greats today. So should we get into some background? Let's do it. All right, uh, so we're going to use a bunch of different sources for this. It's pretty much just shit that we dig up from the internet. Yep. A, a disclaimer out there, by the way, like we're enthusiasts. We enjoy a whole bunch of music, and there are some artists that we are personally into more than others. But like, I'm, I'm telling you right now, like if you're a casual Prince fan or a casual like 80s music fan, I think you'll find this informative. If you're like the biggest Prince fan in the world, you're going to be like, yeah, I know. Yeah, maybe come back next week. We've got an email or an email, uh, superhitspodcast at gmail.com. Send yes. me some shit that I missed and I'll mention it on a future cast if, if we're. Yeah, we'd love to correct ourselves, have, have, have our listeners correct us. So please uh, let us know. So, starting with a bunch of quick facts from one of my <laughs> favorite sources, Wikipedia. Wikipedia. <laughs> All right. So, 1999, again, uh, song by Prince. It was released in 1982. It was recorded in July of that year. The single was released on September 24th, 1982. At the time, there were two versions of this. The single version clocked in at 3 minutes and 36 seconds. But if you listen to it on the 1999 album, then it was 6 minutes and 18 seconds. The 1999 album was a double LP. And uh, I believe, I'm just checking, it is Prince's fifth studio LP. And of course, at this time, he's just on his way of like re releasing a ridiculous amount of music. Oh yeah, and I mean 1999 the album has one, two, three, four, five, six songs out of 11 that clock in over 6 minutes. Yeah, it's a yeah, a massive massive album. So in terms of the number of kind of releases of this one, I'm going to Discogs. <laughs> in yes. terms of how many how many times this single has been released in different mm. formats. So if you if you go to Discogs, a great source by the way, I would say that there's probably about 60 to if I'd say 50 to 60 different releases on here mm -hmm. uh, of the single of course there are versions in the US France the UK Europe Canada Ireland etc mm -hmm. so it kind of goes through one round of releases in 1982 uh, released by Warner Brothers Records which if you uh if you want to hear some interesting stories about Prince and Warner Brothers like just look up articles Prince uh, had numerous problems with this label <laughs> Yes. Over the years, there was another release uh, throughout the course of 1983, and then leading up to 1999, yes, uh, they did another release, including Prince re-recording it completely near the end of the 90s and trying to release it by himself. The new master. Yeah, yeah, in one of his many attempts to uh, kind of dance around the. Uh, the ownership, right? Yes. Yeah. So from diffuser.com, a couple of other quick facts about 1999. So it's a, it's a song about the end of the world. It's basically yeah. about nuclear war. The start of the song is actually a tribute to Stevie Wonder, which is great, the way that they kind of start it. When we get into the lyrics, I'll talk about it a, a little yeah. bit. Again, yes, he did a new master. It didn't go anywhere at all. Uh, oh. Near the end of the millennium... As, and again, one of many things that Prince would say he was going to do that he didn't stick to. <laughs> he was like, I'm retiring this. This is the last time I'll play this song. Uh, that lasted for seven years. Yep. There's been some interesting covers again, which we'll get into as well. So anyways, a couple of really quick facts about 1999. I don't know if you have any other 
thoughts or things that you no, know. No, I just think it's I, I you know, in theory it was genius. In theory, so to release a song in 1982 called 1999, knowing that you know having the foresight to go okay, like it's going to be uh, a big deal in 1999 to 2000 and this and that. End of the you know the not really end of millennium because the end of millennium was in 2000 but that's okay but then to say you know I'm going to be able to re-release this uh, in 17 years and make money it just it didn't quite work out that way uh, Prince in the mid in the late 90s wasn't exactly the force that he ended up being in the mid 2000s so mid to late 2000s so he had uh, he had he had the right idea. But it didn't quite pan out, I don't think, the way that I, I think he thought it might. But I'm sure he got a lot of plays in 1999 of the original and made some money. So good for him. And, of course, uh, another trend that, that I always find amusing is looking into the future. So uh, <laughs> 17 years prior to 1999, and now we are 23 years uh, yep. ahead uh, from 1999. So it, it almost like at the time it was like a song about the future, and now it's a song about the distant past. Yes, exactly. So that's it's, pretty uh, good. It, yeah, it's a little, it's 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 a little hard. The song was written by Prince, of course, and uh, mm -hmm. there were different people singing lyrics uh, on the uh, on the song, but Prince did everything right. And Prince pretty much is again the master of like giveth and taketh away as well. So he'll be like, oh, we're gonna sing it all together, or we're gonna give this song to you, or we're gonna sing it this way, and then he just changes it up, kind of on yep. the fly. The song, and I guess actually let's uh, talk about the lyrics, shall we? So the lyrics I enjoy because they start with Prince slowing down his voice yep. and saying, Don't worry, I won't hurt you. I only want you to have some fun. By the way, in our previous podcasts, we just played the songs uh, without, yes, any, we did. without any rights. We're not going to be doing that on this podcast. So if you want to hear 1999... Uh, go to Spotify, or we're going to have a link to the music video into Spotify, or you all know what the song is. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. especially in this case. Uh, so the song is actually sung by um, a trio. So we've got Lisa Coleman singing yes. vocals. We've got Des Dickerson. Yes. <laughs> Maybe one of the greatest uh, names ever. It's a great name. Uh, we've got Jill Jones with some vocals, and we've got some backing vocals, which are uncredited to Jesse Johnson. And in the first uh, kind of verse of lyrics, uh, they decide to kind of, again, this is the Stevie Wonder tribute where at one point they were thinking three-part harmony, but they decided to do it where each person would actually get their own uh, lyric. Mm -hmm. So the song actually starts off with Dez, and then Lisa gets the next lyrics, then Prince pops mm -hmm. in with, the sky was all purple, there were people running everywhere, and then it gets to everybody singing together. And uh, that's pretty much how all the lyrics go on this, and... Uh, and again, eventually it just gets to everybody singing all together. And the lyrics pretty much about, we're, we can all die, there's a there's nuclear war that's going to happen, things are going to end eventually. The actual chorus is 2000-00, party over, oops, out of time. Yep. Uh, so tonight I'm going to party, like it's 1999. The other part, which is, I believe, not on the single single, but on the album, is at the end when they have Lisa uh, saying in what they changed into like a children's voice or a child's voice. Mummy, mm -hmm. why does everybody have a bomb? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's apocalyptic as much as Prince can go apocalyptic. I mean, it's, there's, there's a lot of partying going on. So, so that's good. As Prince says, parties weren't meant to last. No. So they eventually they're going to come to an end. Well, Prince. Uh, Prince thankfully was wrong about nuclear war in 1999. So, 
Thank God. <laughs> Good job, Prince. Yes. Uh, so, uh, shall we talk about how this uh, was received? Yes, please. So we got charts. Uh, first of all, the initial release, 1982. This ended up hitting number 44 in the U.S. on the Billboard Hot 100 charts. Around the world, it actually peaked really well in Australia at number two. And yes. in some countries across Europe, in the uh, kind of in the 20s, in the U.K., it hit number 25. So some modest chart success. Yeah, not like not not uh, not a big uh, gangbuster song out of the gate. No, but it was re-released in the U.S. one year later, and actually charted better. It hit number twelve on its re-release, yeah. and in Canada, that's where we are from. Uh, yes, it hit number. Depending on which chart you look at, the uh, Chum Canada charts eighth, the RPM Canada top singles it was ninth. So it was a top ten in Canada. Mm -hmm. It had a. Small re-release in the United Kingdom in 1985, where it peaked at number two on the UK right. single charts. And then in 1999, it had another uh, re-release, as we discussed, where, yeah. again, modest chart success. In the UK, it hit number 10, but they're into kind of that novelty shit. Yes, they are. Um, other countries, it was kind of hovering in, like, the top 40-ish area. Mm -hmm. And then... Uh, in 2016, mm -hmm. uh, Prince died. Yes. And uh, as a result, a number of his songs charted once again, and this one charted, hitting number 27 in the U.S. and number 49 in the U.K. So, well, and, and for some context, we saw this uh, this week um, when Meatloaf died, and you know, I, I noticed on, on iTunes all the, the top tracks were all Meatloaf. So... Uh, with the way tracking with streaming and, and so on and so forth, uh, you get a lot of revivals when these songs are easier to find. Yeah. I mean, you can just find them and buy them or, you know, stream them right away. And so when people en masse can just go with a click, there's there's no having to go out and buy something. Um, they don't have to go to a store and buy it. So it, it makes, uh, you see this a lot now. Yeah, that re-release uh, uh, charted pretty well in, in 2016. Uh, the album that it came off of was very highly regarded, very critically acclaimed. And so, uh, and it was kind of like Prince had put out, uh, again, four albums before this, which had progressively gotten better reviews, but 1999 was kind of considered like the big breakthrough LP, both commercially and critically. And uh, good for Prince. He was off to the races at that point. And uh, uh, so 1999, the album that uh, was a... Uh Billboard uh, 200 went to number seven, looks like. No, that's out. Sorry. That's number four, number nine in, in 1982. And it went to actually number seven in 2016. So uh, just a monster album. That would be four times platinum in the United States. Uh, should, um, should note that a remaster of the album was released in 2019 with six discs <laughs> in total. The album, uh, promo mixes and B-sides, which you can just imagine, and then yes. two discs of Vault Tracks, uh, a Live in Detroit uh, a disc, and a DVD of him live in Houston. Because again, all of Prince's music and concert footage and music videos are just in vaults. And uh, yes, yeah, I, I bet you, that even though Prince has died, if they wanted to release like quote unquote new Prince material, mm -hmm. they could probably put out an LP a year for the next like fifty years. So probably. So there you go. Shall we get into the music video? Yes, please. Uh, did you get a chance to watch this music video? Of course I did. So, I, I, I loved it. 
As far as fake performance videos go, this one is quite good. <laughs> so the music video is, yes, essentially they're on stage performing a, and I put this in air quotes, concert. Concert. <laughs> yeah, where they've got, uh, you know, and this was a big thing back in the uh, in the 80s. A lot of bands would actually, a lot of them would shoot live concert footage, but uh, mm-hmm. some of them would just do staged concert footage. So you don't see a crowd, you just see a stage and... Pretty much what it would look like, I guess, if you saw Prince uh, performing live in concert. Yeah, so I read that. So they said they shot this during the rehearsals for the tour. So this would have been the setup on the tour. So you see the video and then you go watch it and it, you know, it kind of matches what you saw on the video. Uh, The things that I thought were the most interesting about all the characters in this video. Yes. uh, Number one, uh, Lisa Coleman and Jill Jones playing the keyboard together. Yes, it's a nice setup. One of them is wearing an airline pilot's hat. Yes, fantastic. Uh, the second one is uh, Des Dickerson and his amazing like Karate Kid bandana that he has on. I love it. It's all Japanese style. Yep. That's so good. Land of the Rising Sun on the headband. <laughs> Tremendous. I thought this video looked hot and sexy. Prince on the fireman's pole. Great. And uh, I love the ending where it goes slow motion and then digital fade to white. Just very classy and 80s. So uh, thumbs up to the video. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. A couple of quick notes on the video from the Wickeye. Uh, directed by Bruce Gowers, was shot during the last week of rehearsals for the 1999 tour. There is, uh, They said something went wrong with shooting Dez's lead vocal line, and the footage was actually reshot by a local camera crew the afternoon prior to the first show of the tour. So, oh, all right. So way to... Way to Fool us all. and uh, well, Look for that, because I didn't even notice that. Yeah, so uh, take, oh. see if you can notice that when you're re-watching, folks. All right. All right. Uh, shall we get into some notable covers and samples? Yes, absolutely. There isn't actually as extensive a list of either of these as I thought I would find. The most interesting one, as far as I was concerned, was there is a lot of people who have made claims that... The riff from Phil Collins' Susudio yes. is uh, pretty much a ripoff of the uh, of the keyboards in 1999. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil Collins has essentially admitted it. Yes. You know, like he didn't just say like, yeah, I ripped it off. But he's like, that's probably true. And my favorite part is apparently when Genesis was touring at the time, they were listening to a lot of Prince. And I would want to be in the room for that. <laughs> yes. Uh, apparently he changed the song a little bit, so it wouldn't sound so much like it. So he said, well, he says he changed the song. So, um, you know, there, there was a definite acknowledgement in the writing of Susudio that, uh, that he did that. What did he say? Um, I'm just finding a quote here because of my love of R and B and the fact that I surround myself with black musicians, music, music critics thinks that I'm trying to convince people I'm half black. Colin said, what? Mm. <laughs> he says, uh, I have never been under any misconception of who I am or where I come from. That's missing the point. <laughs> <laughs> he says, if anyone thinks I'm ripping off specific songs, that's up to them, but I'm not plagiarizing. So Studio was changed once because it was starting to sound a little bit too much like Prince. There and you go. He, so, so he did change it up. Uh, but I do see the similarities, but I, I don't think it's glaring. Uh, so using Who Sampled, uh, we've got a couple of songs that this was sampled in. Though, to be honest with you, in almost all cases, a lot of people didn't actually sample the music. No. Lots of people made reference to, you know, partying like it's 1999, 
One of the samples is Amish Paradise by Weird Al, where I believe he said partying like it's 1899. That doesn't, that's not a sample. That's just a reference. Who sampled is weird sometimes. Uh, uh, Final Hour by Lauren Hill was uh, listed in here. A Will 2K by Will Smith was listed yes. in here. That's not a surprise. No, it's not. Uh, whatsoever. Uh, one of my favorites, of course, is the track Party Man. Off yes. of the Batman soundtrack by Prince, Prince. <laughs> which is basically Prince mega mixing all of his songs. Yes. Is listed in there. Uh, in terms of covers, uh, there's a couple that I went and listened to. The three most notable, Gary Newman did a cover, mm-hmm. which I would I would say was uh, fine. Okay. Uh, Big Audio Dynamite did a cover, which was adequate. <laughs> And okay. Mike Flowers Pops did did, did a cover of this, uh, which at the time I would have said is brilliant. And now, you know, yeah. 25 years later, it's like, all right, it's fine. The, the lounge singer doing, uh, doing, uh, you know, pop standards. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it, 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 I, I can, I can imagine what it is. Uh, I don't even, I don't think I have to listen to it. I can already hear it in my head. Uh, of course, there's tons of other uh, covers, which I have not yet listened to, but I see Latoya Jackson. Oh, nice. Uh, there is a Rockabye Baby version of 1999. Did you yes. get this version when your child was uh, a, a no. baby? I don't think so. I'm going to I'm gonna say probably with, with authority here. I'm just taking a quick look, but uh, no, we did not have that, that track. All right. And then also uh, Paul Schaefer and the Party Boys of Rock and Roll. That's That sounds like the worst band I would ever hear. Yeah. So there you go. That is uh, covers and samples of 1999. Finally. Not, uh, not super not super covered or sampled, really. I, I'm actually surprised, right? But but you yeah. know what? Again, knowing Prince, it's yeah. it was kind of like difficult mm-hmm. to get Prince to agree to share. Yes. <laughs> music, right? Awesome. Which is probably some of the problem. I mean, he shared with Hammer. We'll probably get to that when we cover some other uh some other tracks by Prince. Yes, uh, but uh, he didn't. Yeah, Prince was not known for being easy when it came. Again, uh, just he would sometimes be like, "Yeah, yeah, you can have it," and then he would change his mind or, yep. you know, just uh, very, very enigmatic. Yeah, yeah, and and very, you know, like held on to his music rights like really, really tightly. So it's just a thing with Prince. So that's that's all there is. So finally, ratings. Yes, uh, the part that you've all been waiting for. And we've we've kind of haven't really talked about this, but are we going to go with out of ten? Are we going to go with star ratings? What do you want to do? Uh, yeah, we didn't discuss this. I, I you know, I gotta say, I I kind of think ten would be good, just because it, we can get some nuance in there. Okay. Uh, uh, a five star rating and a four star and a three star. I mean, I don't I don't think we match up. I think we can get uh, a little more nuance than we would. So let's let's go with the. Uh, with the, with the 10 out of 10, what do you think? Okay, so I'm going to start with the music video, and I'm going to ask you, what would you give this music video out of 10? That music video, uh, I'm going to give it a 7. Uh, I thought the, the video is decent, but, I mean, it's a fake performance clip. So, you know, it's great to see Prince on stage uh, in his element. Uh, the whole thing is pretty well done, but, you know, it's not, it's not a, uh, anything uh, out of the ordinary. I'm going to give it a six, uh, pretty much for the same reasons. I mean, that's what you did at the time in 1982. Like, that was what music videos were. People weren't overly creative. Uh, I, You know, the first 30 seconds are pretty fascinating because you start getting that Prince concert experience. But then, 
kind of like concerts during this pandemic. By the way, this is 2022. We're still in COVID. Uh, virtual concerts, it's like after a while, it's like, this is just shit on TV. Like, yeah, I'm just watching this on TV. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I, uh, I'll say for 1982, it's it's a good clip, I think. I think it's a, you know, for a 1982 thing, I, I think that it, it goes kind of above and beyond. Just the look is good. I think it's, everything looks great. And so that's why I gave it that little extra bit of a bump. Uh, and now the song itself, and uh, I'll give you the first crack at it if you'd like. Yeah, you know, I'm going to give this, uh, I'm going to give 1999 a 7.5 out of 10. Go with the 0.5. I don't want to go 8. I like 1999, but I don't love 1999. Like, I think it's a good song. And if I, you know, I think it's an essential Prince song. But it just doesn't get get over with me as much as, as other ones would. And uh, But it's a solid song. And it's iconic. And... Um, you know, it, it find its way on any playlist of mine. I just, I, I just think it just doesn't have quite the uh, the effect that other Prince songs do. So I think I'm really ranking 1999 against the artist, which is hard, right? Because if I put that up against another artist, it'd be a, a slam dunk nine or ten. But because it's a Prince song, he gets graded on a bit of a different scale. Uh, I am giving it a ten. Nice. <laughs> and you're you're not going to see me throwing a lot of tens around. Like this is it's all episode yeah. one ten. Yeah, ten. <laughs> Uh, that will not be uh, a regular thing, I believe, and I will purposefully pick songs that are lower down the list, uh, but I wanted to start out with a bang. I think it might be my favorite Prince song. If not, it's top three, I would say, so I love it. Uh, I, I don't think it's anything, like, overly special, but it's, like, in terms of it didn't break new ground or anything. It's just... Super fun song. Love the lyrics. I just, I can't turn it off every time I hear it. And it's fucking Prince, so I'm going with a 10. Did you have this song on one of your 80s mixes? Uh, yes. When me and our pal Lauren back in the mid-90s decided to make mixtapes, and we were like, let's get every 80s song ever. So dumb. Right. Uh, we stopped after about 50, but 1999 would have been on there for sure. You had a little brief, one of those little cassette briefcases you carried around with your mixes in them. <laughs> Like Amazing. a businessman, <laughs> or like, <laughs> let me open the case, just like leaf through the. Well, cassettes. and the thing is, in the late in the mid to late nineties, it was very cool to be into eighties. You see, that's what people don't understand is that it was it was like it was kind of like you were you were a little bit uh, you know doing the the retro thing back then was not uh, was not something that people did. So, you know, they re-released Star Wars in nineteen ninety seven because people kept talking about it in the late nineties. Yep. They couldn't stop talking about Star Wars because it was like we're going vintage, vintage eighties. And that's yeah. But anyway, um that's awesome. So we got uh, a good rating from you and uh I still it listen, still a good rating. Um I'm just a little chintzier on the Prince songs. In uh, my mind, not you. I'm not saying, you know, actually no, your your opinion sucks. Hey. So you, I'm done. <laughs> that's it. This podcast over. It's over. No more. <laughs> uh, so uh, let us know what you think. Uh, if we missed facts, if there, if we got facts wrong, which all this shit is likely. So uh, by all means, hit us up if you want to give us more facts. If you want to tell us your own song rating for 1999, or if you want to request any songs by Prince or anybody else for us to cover on future episodes, hit us up. We got a bunch of uh, places for you to reach us. Superhitspodcast at gmail.com. Twitter and Instagram, we are at Super Hits Podcast. I think we're eventually going to have a website. Yeah. Uh, we are going to have links to the song on Spotify as well as the music video in the show notes below. And uh, I think that yeah. that's what we got Just for this week. In case week. you don't know how to find 1999 by Prince. Yeah. <laughs> and that would be a little tough, but 
you know, we'll help you along. Yeah, you're welcome, Internet. Yes. Uh, so what do we got next time? We, you know what? I'm going to take us through uh, uh, In Excess's new sensation. I've been looking very forward to it. Excellent. So we'll see if we can get a good, a good uh, cast out of it. Just like this podcast, the Super Hits podcast, the new sensation in the yes. podcasting community. <laughs> All right, folks. Oh, we, we will uh, see you next time on Super Hits podcast. All right. Bye. Go. Cool.